Hello, everybody. Welcome to episode 107 of the Walk with the Rest of the Podcast. I'm your host, Ethan Black, and today we're going to talk about the shows from Monday, January 22nd through Thursday, January 25th, and also talk about the Big Japan show from January 21st because there was no results at the time of what I recorded Sunday, but luckily I found them, so we're just going to get right into them. So we're just going to start with the only Sunday show left to be talked about is Big Japan Pro Wrestling's Triangle Contender Show. We can win a tag team match in Super Delphin and Takashi Tanabata defeat one third of the Yokohama Street six man tag team Misaki Mahiro, along with Kasuki Hashimo at 8 minutes 24 seconds to Delphin Clutch. Abdul Kabashi versus Micah Sasaki ends a no contest. So we get a rematch with Stan Kabashi defeating Sasaki at 6 minutes and 43 seconds via Western Lyrium. Sasaki defeating Flying Penguin at 10 minutes and 58 seconds via Mitch Noka Driver 2. For the KWA title, challenger Hiroki. Arahara defeating champion Captain Aaron Mira at 9 to 46 for High Fly Flow. Dusuke Saki Mo defeating Hiroki Morata at 11 36 X Big Bang Catastrophe. In the main event, six man tag match at World Straw Heavyweight Champion Yuka Oge. Death match Heavyweight Champion Yuki Shikawa and Kota Sukafuda versus Yudo Keiuchi, Arkatoki, and Koge Awasaki ends a 30 minute time limit draw. So that was Big Japan Bar Wrestling. Then moving over to the Monday, January 22nd shows, we're going to stay with Big Japan as they had a show on Monday called Big Japan Strong Point. As we kick it over with Tag Team Match and Death Match, which Yuki Ishikawa and Daiji Wakamatsu defeating King Korohashino and Masa Takahashi at 11 minutes 86 feet foot stomp. Tag Team Match, Yokohama six man tag team, Daiji Hashimoto and Hayoshi Kamatani defeating Abdul Kabashi and Raiju Ito at 7 minutes 41 seconds for Illyrium. Non title triple third match, Kota, Sukifuda defeating Seek Adino and Junior Rebel Champion. End of car at five minutes and forty seconds via pinfall. So after so originally on tomorrow's Cork and Hall show, it was supposed to be end of car to the Drew Tatsuki Yoshino, but he did suffer an injury. So we're getting this exact same match, this triple threat match on tomorrow's Cork and Hall show, just with the title on the line this time. Tats matching astronauts Dakota No More and Fabri Abe team uh, defeating Kaisuke Hashimoto and Satsuki Nagato. Elements twenty five and five specially cross Nimbar non time match. Kazuma Kitty defeating the World Strong Champion Oyagi at 10 minutes 22 seconds for a bit of soft kick. Then after the match, Kitty challenges him for a rematch just up for the World Strong Heavyweight title. And Oyagi accepts, so we'll have that match on the first Cork and Hall show in February. And the main event, Dusuke Sakimo and Yasume Nakanoi defeat Demonjiso and Kazuma Yoshida at 21 minutes and 48 seconds for a buffer hole on Yoshida in tag team action. So it's uh, Big Japan Pro Wrestling. And then we'll go over to Monday Night Raw. And by the way, after this Raw, I'll do my quick Rumble predictions, just because this is doing every show besides me all the time about this week, but I'll do them very quick after this Raw review. So we go to uh, CM Punk, Cody Rhodes, and Rodney Supper at the building. Then World War Chip several makes his way down the ring. He welcomes the face of Monday Night Rollins, and it's been a long week. He appreciates the warm welcome from New Orleans. He says... He says we defense where we talking Shannon Mahal seven days ago, but I feel like his knee go in the way it was supposed to when he landed a middle a line salt. Yes, there was reports of uh, he tore his MCA or MCL and meniscus, I think was the uh other thing he tore. He said he sat down when he went to the back, and that's what he said, and they might be out for a long time. He said he felt helpless being unable to bend his knee for the first time. He thought he had to miss WrestleMania 40. He said MRI and the results came back in the middle of the week. He said he has a grade two tear of his MCL and a partial tear of his uh, medallion meniscus. And he's looking to be on the show for the next three to four months. He says he'll keep competing if we're up to him, but isn't. So Imperius music gets in the middle of the ring. Intercontinental 
Gunther gets in the ring and Rollins tells him not to waste any time doing what they're going to do to him. Gunther tells Rollins not to worry about Genuine Vinci and Ludwig Kaiser and says they've been avoiding one another for quite some time now. He says the time has come for him to let Rollins know that he really feels about him and says Rollins has been labeled as a war course champ since the beginning of the Venice title week in and week out. He's a Rollins husband and champion everyone can be proud of like he's been then says it tugs on his heart straight to see Rollins the way he is. He says he's saddened that Rollins may not make it to WrestleMania. So Rollins tells Gunther, you should allow him to finish. He doesn't care what the doctor tells or how hard he has to work because he'll keep his promise by taking the worldwide title into WrestleMania and walking out still being the world heavyweight champion. He tells Rollins he reminds him a lot of himself and says from one great champ to another, he will win the World Rumble this Saturday and chooses to face Rollins at WrestleMania. He says he'll target Rollins' knee and back to beat him and become the new world heavyweight champion. Rollins tells Gunther he's more than welcome to challenge at WrestleMania if he wins the World Rumble match, but not to forget who he's coming after or forget who he's coming after. So he offers him to Gunther and Gunther shakes it and tells him not to forget who he's coming after him at the close of that statement. They, uh, and outside the right, we see New Day attack Kaiser and Vinci as we go to commercial break because they came over to Barricade. Then we go to that tag team match. New Day, Kofi King, Six Zero, which was appearance, Giovanni Vinci, Lee with Kaiser. So after we come back for break, we see Vinci hits a running cross by Kofi Kingston, pulls with a chop in the corner, then a boot to his face, fires off right hands. Kofi responds with a series of stomps in the corner on Vinci, takes Xavier Woods, falls soon before he fires several chops. Vinci sends a crash in the top rope face first and tags in Kaiser, reigns of right hands on him, then rocks with a knee. Kaiser ends up on the outside and Woods sends Vinci to join him. Kaiser drags Woods out of the ring while the freezing looking, and Vinci sends a crash in the ring apron. Then Kaiser is inclined into the barricade as we go to another commercial break. We come out for that second break. Woods hits a boot to Finji. And then Kaiser and then Kofi tags it. And Kingston hits a elbow drop off the top of the Kaiser. Farza right hands in the corner. Close him on the ring over the top or hits a tope suicida. Farza more right hands and sends Kaiser crash in the barricade as Finji and Woods brawl with each other. Referee begins a 10 count as the referee reaches 10. Both teams were brought on the outside. So this match goes to a double count out at 8 minutes and 56 seconds. Fun match. I just want to six out. I kind of get why they, I'm not a big fan when they do the double count, but in this case, I kind of understand why they want to protect both teams. But uh, I still like this. I just gives one six out of ten. Then after the match, uh, Kofi and Finchy in the crowd. It was far as the right hands on Kaiser. Kaiser's Woods client in the ring post and dumps him into the timekeeper's area. Kaiser grabs a chair as Finchy holds Kings in place and Kaiser looks to hit Kofi with the chair. But Woods provides him with a hand and Woods and Perry end up on the road case. Kofi joins him and all four men go off the road case and crash onto the tables next to it as they get a holy shit champ. <laughs> Doozy Mike Conway Barrett shift their focus to Cody Rhodes on being the cover of the standard edition of the 2K24 video game. But Women's World Champion Ripley and Bianca Belair will be on the cover of the deluxe version of the game as a trailer air for the game and features a lot of mix and past present stars. And then after the commercial break, Cody, er, sorry, Mike Conway Barrett kept the brawl between New Day Imperium and says, Hope it all format will be okay. Then we head over to a video recap, which up to the match between Demon Priest and Drew McIntyre later in the show. There we see Drew, a uh, judgment day. Michelle watching on the backstage monitor, and Ray Ripley says Adam Pierce told her that Damian Priest and Fibber will defend the Unspooled Tag Team titles against DIY next week, the first round after the Rumble. Ray Ripley says they obviously have bigger problems than Drew McIntyre. Priest was defensive, said he wasn't going around trying to fight everyone. He said he wasn't the one walking around with a big head due to the 2K video game cover. Priest left after saying he was going to go clear his head for his match. Ripley starts to scout Dominic Wister and Jay McDuff for not taking care of DIY sooner. And then Balor uh, was echoing her comments before Ripley scowls him and tells him that Priest would have dealt with McIntyre on his own, and she told Balor he'll be at ringside with Dom or JD McDonald for Dominic's match with the Miz. Ripley says it's been a while since she's seen Balor's vicious side, so Balor said he would show it. They close to that statement. Then we go to the ground position where Jackie Raymond is with Ivy now and Max and Dupree. 
Maxine Dupree and Jackie mentions that Ivy has been trained for the World Rumble and then show shifts the focus toward Metro Valhalla. So Maxine cuts it and spoke for Ivy before Creeper show up and try to give Nile pep talk, but she told him she had it under control. So we go to that match now. Ivy Nile goes one on one with Valhalla. Ivy gets Fala on her shorts, but Valhalla skates and Nile hits a kick to her head, but Fala responds with a knee to her midsection as Nikki Cross pays on top of the ring for some odd strange reason. As she's pistoled to the ring and Fala hits a form to Nile to get her back into the ring, kicks her head, but for uh, then pins her. Referee catches her with her feet on the bottom row and Fala looks to knee on Ivy in the corner. Ivy ducks out of weight, they tear on the top row before Ivy White Bear causes, I believe this is called the pit bull. It's basically a bulldog off the top row for the win. At 2 minutes and 47 seconds. This was alright. I gave this one a 2 out of 10. Then we go back to Tuesday. Jay Uso approaches New Day and was hype up. Then Jackie Raymond shows up and asks New Day where things end with Lubick, Kaiser, Giovanni, Vichy. <clears throat> King says that people see the pancakes and bootios and don't think to get down when the time is right. King says they want the big boss. So he challenges Gunther to an Intercontinental title match for next week. And after the New Day left, Jay looks in the camera and says, Yeet. Then after the commercial break, Nia Jax makes her way down the ring says this is the first time she came face-to-face with Ripley. She got squashed. She says the same could be said for Becky Lynch and knows that neither Ripley or Lynch want her to, want to face her because they're both scared. She says she'll kill both their dreams this Saturday at WrestleMania and at the World Rumble. Well, sorry, at War Rumble, then at WrestleMania. Sorry, I mixed that up. And speaking of Becky Lynch... Her music hits, and she makes her way down the ring. She says she knows that she has a big target on her back, but no one has a bigger target on her back than Nia Jax. She says the only thing the woman's walk room can agree on is no one likes her, and she can't say if she enjoy winning the Rumble for a second time or see if Nia loses the match. Then uh, Bailey's music hits, and she makes her way down the ring. She said she came to Raw to find Ripley, but Converse is reunited with them and begins running her mouth. So all three women began brawling with each other as Becky lays out Bailey with the uh, main handle slam before Nia dumps her over the top rope and lays out Bailey with a leg drop. And Nia stand tall to close up that segment. Then we get part one of the World Rumble by the Numbers video aired. They upload the actual the full six minutes on their YouTube, so just go check that out. But basically, they show both parts on the show. Then after the commercial break, Becky Lynch still walking backstage and went to cross paths with Rhea Ripley. And Ripley said, uh, it looks like you should make her other plans for WrestleMania before walking away. The footage aired from earlier day of the Maystown Archer of the Judge video would drop him, drop the hammer on him eventually, and he doesn't want to get truth to get he doesn't want truth to get hurt. Before Troop told Miz to keep an eye on the Mysterio boys during his match. And then we go to the Miz versus Dominic Mysterio. Match starts with a lockup before the Miz hits a chop to Dominic, but Dominic responds with a boop. Miz turns Dominic inside out with a clothesline, but Mysterio thumbs up out of the ring and Finn Balor takes a cheap shot while the referee had his back turn. Dominic hits a tope suicide and gets it back in the ring before firing off right hands. Miz responds with a few chops, but Dominic sends him crashing out of the ring as we go to a commercial break. After the break, Miz hits a pair of clothes. I said Dominic falls over that swing neck breaker and a cross by off the top of from the apron. Goes for the car, but Dominic kicks it and Miz fires off. It kicks, then sets up for skull crush for that, but Dominic escapes. It's his Miz crash in the middle rope. Looks at off for the 6-1 now by Miz. Avoids it as Jay McDonald captures the referee's attention and Bowler takes a second cheap shot at the Miz. Dominic takes advantage and dodges for the 6-1-9, then falls over a frog splash for the win at 9 minutes and 22 seconds. This was okay, 5 out of 10 for me. Then after the match, Judge Rodney continues to be on the Miz, but DOI runs down to uh, basically no reaction. Miz lays out Jay McDowell with Skull Crash finale. The DOI looks at the meat in the middle on McDowell, but pulls him out of the ring before anything further happens. 
Then we go backstage. Jackie Remins with Damian Priest, and Priest congratulates Dominic for taking care of business. But our troop interrupts him and tries to give him his merch uh, cut money. Priest says he appreciates True's sense of humor, but it wasn't the time. True ran off, and Priest went back to his bar while Drew McIntyre and Kuzo are stopping him from catching money bank contract. Out jealousy, so he said he'll receive his punishment. Then after the commercial break, we go to Bronson Marie, backstage where Bronson Marie cuts a promo and he said he's fully aware that Jay Uso intends to come as a singles champion. Priest said he does too, and then challenges Jay to face him on Raw next week. Then we see footage air of Alpha County workout for earlier day as Maxine the Priest shows up and gives Chad Gable a thank you crew towel. And speaking of Chad Gable, we go to Chad Gable, goes one of Ivar. Chad Gable wastes no time as he hits a cannonball to Ivar, climbs the top rope, and goes flying. But Ivar catches with a scoop. Power simple Gable responds to a draw kick. He connects with a knee and uppercut, hits a boot to Ivar's midsection, side falls on his blockbuster, climbs the top rope and hits a diamond hit, but then goes for a cover, but only got two count. So Ivar looks at a vertical suplex out of the ring, but Gable hangs on and hits a jawbreaker. Then Ivar hits a splash off the apron and Gable to the floor as we go to commercial break. We come back for break. Gable doors a suplex to Ivar off the top rope, and they go timeline to the outside before they get back in the ring. Ivar connects with a power bomb. Ivar gets Gable on the shoulders, but Gable transitions into an ankle lock, but Ivar fights him off and climbs to the middle rope and hits a leg drop. Looks like a spinning back heel kick, but Gable ducks out of the way and locks a second ankle lock. Ivar makes his way to the bottom rope to break the hold and hits a sit out spine buster. Gable hits a German suplex, climbs to the top rope. Ivar catches with a right hand and looks to bring him down to a superplex, but Gable escapes in a German suplex from off the middle rope. He climbs to the top rope, Fahala appears and captures attention. Ivar pulls him down and is the doom salt off the top rope for the win. 11 minutes and one second. Really fun match. I actually like the, the, the Honestly, out of these six matches, this is my match of the night. I just want a 7 out of 10. And by the way, this is the second longest match on the show. The main event was the longest spoiler. But yeah, th this this was excellent. A 7 out of 10 for me. And then we get... Uh, Cody Rhodes makes one out and he's going to start talking. But before he even got a chance to see him, Punk's music hits. Hits and he makes one out in the ring. So both men... Uh, shake hands before CM Punk says him and Cody should enjoy this moment and hit the cast of the Royal Rumble. Cody asks New Orleans and Punk what they want to talk about, and Punk says he wants to talk about Dusty Rhodes. He said in 2007, Dusty called him and said he was saying Cody to OBW to begin as a professional wrestler. He said Dusty told Punk he wanted to keep an eye on Cody, and while he has reservations, he still agreed. He said he watched Cody to grow into a main event star and tells Cody he'll do what he has to do in order to win the Rumble and main event WrestleMania. Cody says Punk isn't alone and talking to him, but thinking about himself. He says people can't help but see Dusty in him, and he's done everything in his power since he left WWE to be the light in his shadow and be his own man. He said Punk could have treated him poorly in OVW, but instead he treated him like a peer. He said there are no friends in the World Rumble, and Punk says he knows that. He has about Sunday morning and says he can separate business from personal, but questions if Cody could do the same. He says they have traveled very different paths and had to scratch a call to get where he was. He says while Cody has emerged from the show of his father, he's more of an American dream than Cody having a father who was an electrician. Cody brings up CM Punk's famous pipe bomb and says everything Punk said during that he did. He said he talked where Punk walked and makes him more CM Punk than Punk is. Punk says Cody has carried WWE on his back over the past two years, and he was handed the cover of the WWE 2K24 video game. He says Cody's about to finish his story until he came back and to take everything from Cody says he only has one direction for any go, and that's four. He says that direction goes for Punk and looks into the back, and Punk pulls him back, and he stared at out nose to nose. This was a really great problem. I actually did like that, um, that little line from Punk about the American Dream. That was actually a nice uh, burn on Cody there. But overall, I'm, that was a great problem. I'm pretty excited for the Rumble on Saturday. 
And then we go to tag, women's tag team matches. Shayna Baszler and Zoe Starks versus Candice LeRae and Indy Hartwell. LeRae and Baszler lock up match started. Then Candice hits an arm drag before Zoe Starks and Indy Hartwell uh, tag in. Indy gets Zoe on the apron and delivers an uppercut. LeRae tags in and Indy sends Baszler crash out of the ring. Then LeRae sends to the top of his her across Zoe. Sends a crash on top of Baszler as we go to commercial break. We come out for Zoe looks to go flying off the ropes, but Indy catches her with a spine buster before LeRae and Baszler become legal. LeRae hits a single leg draw key to Baszler and the code breaker to Zoe before laying on top of Baszler. But Baszler logs in carefully with a clutch before Zoe makes a blind take. LeRae pins Baszler on which is not the legal woman to match. This opens the door for Zoe to connect with the Z 360 to get the win at 6 minutes and 35 seconds. This is okay. I just want a 5 out of 10. This crowd was pretty much tipped for this whole match. After the match, the women's tag champs Kane Carr and Katana Chance get in the ring as they are at ringside to watch this match. The stand on Zoe and Shayna. Before Kabuki Warriors come out of nowhere and attack them as Dakota watches on. I, I do like Kyrie saying, but honestly, I've been so disappointed in her. I, I'm sorry, but those those, those kicks she was doing to, uh, I think it was Katana Chance, like, I'm sorry, that just looked like Orange Cassidy when I was trying to be Orange. Like, I, I get, like, I mean, you don't want to, like, kick her hard or anything, but, like, it looked like she just didn't care being there. Like, I'm so that I just got that vibe. Like, she just didn't want to be there. But honestly, I think they are going to win the tag team titles on tonight's SmackDown. But yeah, then we go backstage. Jackie Barron and Drew McIntyre enter asked if he had anything to say about the Cody and CM Punk segment. Drew said he had he said everything he had to do to their faces. Then he turns to focus on what Damian Priest said earlier in the show. Drew recalls being champion and, and says things were 100% right in the world. He says he's tired of people putting a negative spin on it. Drew spoke on how WWE wrestlers were a constant in people's lives and how people told him they were literally saved their lives. McIntyre says there's only room for one chosen one, and that's him. The close of that is his interview. After the break, uh, we go back to Natalia and Tegan Knox were bigger in damage control. And by the way, uh, during the New Day, Jay Uso interview, that's when damage control in the background, you can see them walking in the backstage until Aaron Pierce shows them told him to save for the World Rumble. So Tegan and Natalia walk away, and Pierce says she, he invited them to promote the women's World Rumble match and the women's tag team tell much on SmackDown, not to cause chaos. Bailey says when Kabuki wears win the women's tag team titles. Uh, you've seen a lot of them before David Control walks away. Pierce turns and found industry blockers. Pav Jinder Mahal shows him to Korea for injuring Seth Rollins. Mahal says he wants to talk to Pierce about what his plans were for him. He has industry if now would be a good time. Pierce said he would meet them in his office as he drink after walking away. Then we get the second part of the War Rumble numbers video air. Then we go to our main event, one half of the MSP tag team champs in Mr. Money Big David Priest. Goes along with Drew McIntyre. Matt starts with a lockup, but Drew hits a short tail for Priest. Farza stomps him in the court for McIntyre, hits a clothesline, and they spill to the ring. McIntyre catches Priest with a belly to belly suplex and gets it back in the ring. Dillard's a child falls with right hand, but Priest uh, responds one of his own. They end up back on the outside. Priest sends a crash in the ring post and hits a broken arrow on top of the announce tail as we go to commercial break. We come back for break. Priest hits an open prime strike to McIntyre before McIntyre responds with a pair of chops, but Priest catches it with a clothesline before they take each other with big boots. McIntyre hits a pair of clotheslines and the belly belly suplex followed by a swing and neckbreaker. Kicks up, goes for claim over Priest Ducks. Other way, looks to land a spin back heel kick, but McIntyre goes into a spine buzzer for a two count. McIntyre gets up on the shorts, but Priest escapes and sends him crashing to the top turnbuckle. Hits the elevated front liner and a few kicks, but McIntyre catches with a Glasgow kiss. Climbs the top, looks to go flying, but Priest moves out of the way and hits Broken Arrow. Priest flies over the top row and hits McIntyre on the outside, dunks him back in the ring as we see our troop here to ringside with Priest's share of the money. But Priest. Uh, shoves Truth and gets back with a double X handle as Archer try to figure out Priest's uh, password for the briefcase. 
Magnetar sees him coming in and connects with Future Shock DDT. Goes for Claymore, but Trip captures the tent and Magnetar punches him in the face. Priest takes advantage and hits self up and goes for the cover, but the referee is distracted by Truth. And then Priest dumps uh, Truth out of the ring and Priest turns around and got kicked in the face with the Claymore for the win at 13 minutes and 6 seconds. This was a fun maybe. I just won 6 out of 10. Honestly, the crowd didn't really know who to boo slash cheer for, but uh, yeah, it wasn't a bad maybe. And back to our base suburbs, close up this week's Raw. Overall, not a bad up to a Raw. I would give the score. Honestly, I give it a six out of ten. Only matches I recommend. Should, only match I say really go out and check out is Iron First Gable. I would say check out the Cody Punk segment as well, and then the opening with Rollins and Gunther. That's really the only three things you really go check out. But I'll run down the Rumble card. I am recording on Friday. So, I don't know if they're going to add any more matches for tonight's SmackDown. Honestly, we have four confirmed. I honestly... I don't really see any more matches. Maybe one for the pre-show, but that's probably... Uh, it. So, I'll just go around on the... Um, the uh, card real quick. Only format. So, the 30-minute rumble. So, the confirmed participants, we have 11 as of right now. Cody Rhodes, CM Punk, Shinsuke Nakamura, Bobby Lashley, Drew McIntyre, Intercontinental Jim Gunther, Chad Gable, Otis, Akira Jusel, Kofi Kingston, and Unspeed Tag Team Champion Mitchell Money Big Dan Bruce, and 19 to be determined. So my three picks, I'm gonna it, I'm gonna go with three picks are gonna be CM Punk, Cody Rhodes, and Gunther. Boy, the oh, so far of these eleven men, oh, we only have three former World Rumble winners: Cody Rhodes winning last year, Nakamura winning in 2018, and McIntyre winning in 2020. But those are my three. And then for the women's rumble, we have six confirmed so far. I don't know if they'll add more during the on SmackDown tonight. We have Bailey, Nine Jax, Becky Lynch, who won in 2019, Bianca Belair, who won in 2021, Maxine Dupree, and Ivy Now are the six confirmed with 24 spots remaining. My three, I'm gonna go with Becky Lynch, Bailey, and a wild card Jay Cargill. I don't think she actually will, but if I pick a third, that's what I'm going with. Um, but like I said, only two former rumble winners in this match, Becky and Bianca. Then we got uh, Roman Reigns defeat Undisputed Universal in a Fatal 4 match against Randy Orton, LA9, AJ Styles. I'm going Roman retaining. And Logan Paul defends US Hulk against Kevin Owens. I do like Kevin Owens, but he's not winning the title. I think Logan Paul wins by some uh, some cheating, like usual. But that's our, my Rumble picks. Uh, but I'm pretty excited for the Rumble on Saturday, tomorrow night. So, But I'll talk about that on Sunday show. But that is uh, Monday Night Raw. Now we're going to jump excuse me, over to the Tuesday, January 23rd shows. As we kick it off with Dragon Gates, the return of Prime Zone, plus it's night one. Opening match was open and triangle game. Each individual ready to knock at 10 minutes and 9 seconds by Symmetra V modified Dragon Sleeper. Non-title triple threat match. Open the Braves game game Ohio. Defeating Shahiko Machine and Ben K at 3 minutes and 52 seconds via Spear. Had to match a draw machine, G Dragon Kid to be Big Boss Mushroom Takashi Yoshida at nine and a half minutes via Schoolboy. And then we went six minute tag fashion. We have uh, Koto Minora, Dragon Dia, and Jason Lee to be natural vibes, causing UT and Yamal at 11, 15 minutes, 11 seconds via Jumping Knee. So it's Dragon Gate. Here we go over to Pro Wrestling Noah, Sunny Voyage, day number four. As we get over the non title 10 minute time limit match. Junior White Champion Dog vs. Hajiba or ends at 10 minute time of draw. Junior Milwaukee defeating Junior White Tag Champion Tadasuke at 6 minutes and 19 seconds for your roll up. In Tad Match, good looking guys, one half of the GC Tag Champs, National Champ Jack Morris, 
Alone LJ Cleary defeat Alpha Wolf and Alejandro 11 minutes and 39 seconds via roll up. Jake Lee defeating Daiji Osawa 5 minutes and 18 seconds via backbreaker. Dragon Bane defeating GC Tatum Anthony Green 9 minutes 4 seconds via front rolling cradle. Tag to match in El Hijo Wagner Jr. and Hayata defeating GC Jim Keno and Yu Owada. 11 minutes and 35 seconds via 0403 Impact on Owada. Six minute tag to match with Minobi Soy, Masakimi, and Daki Embo. Defeating Kitakimi, Ryo Inoue, and Oga Sasaki. At 16 minutes and 33 seconds for jumping DT on Sasaki. In the main event, Suji Kondo defeating Junior Tag Champ Yohei. At 13 minutes and 5 seconds via King Kong Lyrium. So it's Pro Wrestling Noah. Then we go over to New Japan for Wrestling's Road to New Beginning, day number two. So originally we were supposed to have Match on show on the show, but unfortunately Match Raw has suffered a torn ACL, so he'll be out for months. So they kick off the show with basically they am announcing that. And the show basically came out and attacked him before Juno Jr. made save. So but the matches happened on the show was instead of eight, by the way, there was uh seven. So opening match, tight match of Ruzuka Gucci and Kazuka Mirashima, defeating Shomakado and Yo at eight minutes and thirteen seconds by submission via Oh my god and go on Kado. Ten minute tight match in uh United Empire's Junior Tag Champions versus Karen DJP. The KOPW 2024 Champ Grail Con Calhoun and Hanara defeating Bull Cup Bordogs, Global Champion Dave Finley, Alice Coggan, Gabe K. Drummond, and Clark Connors at 11 minutes and 34 seconds. People roll up on Clark Connors. Six minute tag match with Bull Clubs Chase Owens, Kenta, and Taiji Ishimori. Defeating Grails of Destiny Strong, opening IWGP Tag Champs, Al Fantasma, Nicolai, along with Jado at 9 minutes and 42 seconds. People roll up on Jado. Eight man tag match we had DMDKs. Zack Sabre Jr., Mikey Nichols, Shane Hayes, Kosei Fujita, defeating the number 0.6 man tag teams, television, Hiroshi Tanahashi, and Chaos, Kosei Gokan, and Tomori Ichi, who they were teaming up with Talk Mahama at 13 minutes and 40 seconds by submission via Cross Ombre on Hama. Six man tag team with House of Tortures, number 0.8 Jim Evil, Ren Naria, and Yujiro Takahashi, defeating Tamatanga, Shoto Umino, and Toga Makabe at 10 minutes and 17 seconds via uh, Ren Naria hits Makabe in the hit with a workout bar for the win. And then 10 minute tag dimension. We had uh, Just Five Guys, Sana, Yuni Amor, Taiji Doki, and Takuma Michinoku, defeating LOJ's IWGB War Champ, Tusei Naito, Huron Takahashi, Shingo Takagi, Yujizuji, and Bushi. At 11 and a half minutes, we had Tenjo Jujutsu on Bushi. And the main for the junior weight tall, El Desperal retains over Yujibo Kamaru at 23 minutes and 55 seconds by submission via numerous dose. So that was New Japan Pro Wrestling. And it will go over to NWA Power, where they did their second episode of Retrospective. Basically, we're going to get these for the next few weeks until they go on CW app, I believe, like early February. So the two matches to show was from the Champion Series Finals. I think this is from the first one. I'm not 100% sure. Kobe Carino defeating uh, Sal Norino at 10 minutes and 3 seconds. And for the end of a World Tag Team Tiles, I believe this match was back in 2019. The Rock and Roll Express, Ricky Moore, Robert Gibson defeating the champions at the time, the Wild Cards, Royce Isaacs, Thomas Lawmer at 5 minutes and 3 seconds. So that was NWA Power. Now we go over to NXT. As we go with a recap of last week's NXT. Then we go to our first semi-final match of the 2024 Dicey Rose Tag Team Classic. Braun Breaker and Baron Corbin for Snake's Brazier Axiom. The winner gets their, uh, will be the first one punch or take it to the finals at Vengeance Day. 
So Axiom and Frazier waste no time got to Corbin and Breaker. Then Axiom made the arm drag hurt rock combination of Braun Breaker. Then him and Frazier delivered Tope, double Tope Suzu's to Breaker and Corbin on the outside. Then Frazier draw kicks Braun into the barricade and Axiom gets Corbin in the ring. So the, the bell officially sounds and Axiom hits a missile draw kick to Corbin off the top of the Frazier beat, tags it and works the arm of Corbin before Axiom takes back in. Axiom hits a double XL as Frazier holds him in place and takes Frazier back in. Frazier fires right hands on Corbin's midsection, but Corbin catches with a boot and fires off stumps. Breaker tags it and Frazier connects. Breaker tags it and Frazier connects with a single draw kick on the floor. Then Corbin power bombs Axiom on top of the announce table. Frazier climbs the tower and looks for a spot for Braun carries into a power slam as we go to commercial break. We come after break. Corbin tags and hits a back suplex Axiom. Then Braun tags and Axiom hits a slice bread and tags in Frazier. Breaker takes a charge of Frazier, but Frazier ducks out of the way, and Braun is still inclined the ring post shoulder first. Then goes flying off the top to take down both guys on the floor. Axiom takes and Frazier lights a frog splash. Axiom follows him and locks a triangle on Braun as Frazier looks locked in a sleeper on Corbin. Braun makes his feet and power bombs Axiom on top of Frazier and Corbin to break the both holds. Corbin takes and hits D6 to Frazier as Axiom must go flying, but Corbin hits him with a depth value drop and a brain buster for a two count. Braun tags in and Corbin tosses Axiom over to him as Braun hits a power slam and sits Axiom on top rope. But by Axiom takes in Frazier and hits a Spanish fly to Breaker. Falls with a 450 splash, goes for the cover. Corbin breaks up the pin. Corbin takes Axiom and a daze, looks to do go after Frazier, but Frazier takes him down. And then Frazier turns around, he gets laid with a brutal looking spear from Braun at the win at 12 minutes and 4 seconds. This was a really fun match. I just won 7 out of 10. So the winner, so these two guys, this team. Corbin and Braun, what I'm trying to say, will meet the winner of next week's, or this Tuesday's, uh, other semifinal match between LWO and Carmelo and Trick Williams, but I will uh, run the next week's show after this review. Then we go backstage, we see Josh Briggs request an NXT title match with the champ Ilya Dragunov as me and proving himself. Briggs is Ilya Smart in making Trick pull in double duty at Vengeance Day in both NXT title match in the falls of the Dusty Rose Tag Team Classic to keep his tile around his waist. Trick walks and tells Briggs that he'll prove himself at another time, so Ilya can stay fresh for their Vengeance Day's match. Before Briggs told Trick he'll be in Carmelo State's back pocket again after Vengeance when Trick challenged him to a match on the show, and Briggs accepts. <clears throat> then we see in the locker room, Ren Sinclair was talking to herself about her match with Flash Legend before found Henley met her. Fenley, Henley gives her some motivation and told her she would do great tonight. Then after the break, we see Ava coming to Shawn Michaels' office before we see the TV return of William Regal. And Regal congratulates it will be the youngest general manager of NXT and gives her some advice for her new role. And then we go to Lash Legend versus Ren Sinclair. By the way, Ren Sinclair is formerly known as Manny Rakowski from NWA. So Matt starts with a lockup before Legend uh, prevents Sinclair from landing an arm drink, then fires a right hand on logs a torture like Sinclair's case looks to roll up for a two or rolls up but Legend prevents from doing so. Sinclair sends Legend crash in the ring port short first, connects with Integrate, looks to roll up for a second time. But Jericho Jackson helps Legend blocker, but Sinclair makes a roll up for a two count. Legend is crap. Sorry, Legend. Got sent into Jackson before Legend hits her with the uh, powerbomb, which she's calling the slam dunk for the win at 2 minutes and 59 seconds. Was not a big fan of this match. I do like Lash, but this was... I was not a big fan of this match. I just won a 2 out of 10. Then after the match, metaphor corner St. Clair, but Fennelly runs her to provide St. Clair her hand before they double close on Legend out of the ring. There'll be a finish of OTM trash in the family's restaurant, including Lane and Rihanna Rizzo. And they told other custodians sent a message to the tag champs Tony D'Angelo and Stax. The Electro Press trashes backstage as where she said she would look for a little advice. Then we go to Dijak versus Joe Gacy. We were supposed to have this match, but this never happened. Because after the break, Dijak makes the winner, but Joe Gacy attacks him on the ramp and they brawl around the ringside area. 
<clears throat> Dijak sends Casey crashing in the ring steps spine first, dumps him over the barricade as officials run to separate them. Casey flies off the barricade and grabs a chair and hits across Dijak's spine. Dijak sends Gacy crashes for the part of the NXT set, but Gacy knows those as he crawls back out smiling. So he sends Dijak crash in the ring post blind first before Dijak puts him for the announcement with a choke slam. Security runs out and holds Dijak back momentary, but Dijak fights him off and locks his. Er, uh, Gacy fights him off and locks in a sleeper on Dijak before officials officially, no pun intended, uh, pulls off uh, Gacy and Dijak. So this match never got started, so I can't give it a rating. I could see these. See this match being run back at Vengeance Day, probably like in a street fight or something. But no, I thought this was a pretty fun brawl. <clears throat> then we go back to the Ariana Grace uh, doing pre like practicing a speech or something before Lucha Lopez asked where Lola Vice was. Took Grace response by saying she was there. As Lopez responds, Lola Vice before leaving. Got a little hand myself there. Then after the break, we see Mr. Stone children help train Fall Weather at a football field to prepare for his upcoming Heritage Cup title match against Dolan Dar. Then we go to <clears throat> Trey Bear Hero versus Lexus King. So Lexus King hits a chop before Trey Bear Hero sends Crash in the mat, then hits a chop and pulls him in the ring from the apron. Lens a splash in the corner and a bison that looks in a lit elbow drop, but Lexus moves out of the way and fires kicks on Bear Hero's chest. But Trey hits another chop to him and rakes his back with his fingers. Lexus connects with a clothesline to the back of Bear Hero's neck, followed by the coronation for the win at 2 minutes and 26 seconds. This is okay. 3 out of 10 for me. Excuse me. Then after the commercial break, we see Carmelo has Trick Williams talking. Carmelo asks Trick why he's fighting Elia Dragon on Spouse 4 and points out that he feels as though Elia is playing games with him to ensure that Trick doesn't win the NXT title and they don't win the Dust Rose Tag Team Classic. For Trick assures him he'll be alright. Then it was time for uh, Supernova Sessions as Harris Coach Champ, Noah Darn, or Mental Welcome fans to the show. And Noah explains that Lars Legend Jar are not with them as they are dealing with Ren Sinclair found Hilly. Then he, he puts Fallwater on Oza ahead of their Heritage Cup title match. She introduces the 2023 Women's Breakout Tournament winner, Lola Feist. She makes her way down to the ring and hugs both Menza and Noam. So Noam asks Lola if she was playing a limit Electro Lopez from the Women's Title and Third Battle World last week. <clears throat> and Feist says there's been expiring date on the friendship since the beginning. She calls uh, Lopez a leech as if she tried to use her, make herself relevant. She says she got second to Karen Lopez around and Noam asked her if she had any regrets about the elimination. Lois says she had not announced to she had no regrets about the women's locker room jealousy or winning a contract for a women's tall match in the women's breakout tournament. Lutra Lopez music and she appears. She's hurt enough and she says she's questioned what Lola Vice is. She says she pretends to be sweet and innocent half the time that says she sacrificed more than Lola has. She says that's grabbed the attention of a gal fantasma and says Lola is unsure she is. She calls her a phone. Well, first, before she called her phone, she said that um basically she only got the WWE because she checked her eyes on Instagram and then basically said that she went from acting to uh Shadow Box in her bikini. By the way, Lola Vice was actually a legit MMA fighter, so that part, I don't know, kind of, uh, anyway. But Electra Lopez, man, she, uh, honestly, this is the best, my, uh, best part what she's done so far in her career. Then she calls her phone and tells her to match next week. Lola asks Lopez what she's getting into, and Lopez said she's got, she doesn't want to wait till next week to burn down Vice City. Then she spears her over the coach, and we get a brawl before officials separate them. Like I said, this was Lopez's best um, promo since coming to NXT. Um, honestly, man, she... I, honestly, I thought she roasted Lola Vice. I mean, that... Yeah, shaking ass in it. That's twice now, because Lola Vicarious did the same thing during her promo, but that's twice now that she's... They said that, but... 
But it was a good promo, and I like the brawler, but match should be all right next week. Then the family calls the OTM and the car saying things are getting interesting for him now. There's a commercial break. We see people taking items out of Chase's classroom, including Duke Hudson's MPP trophy and the Trace podium. Chase is still officially say their goodbyes next week. Then we go to Dragon Gee Lee versus Scripps. Match up with a lockup, then Dragon Lee hits a short out of Scripps and falls over the draw. Contestants crash out of the ring. Lee goes flying over the top rope to take out Scripps, dumps it back in the ring before delivering a kick to Scripps over the top rope from the apron. They went up on the outside once again, and Lee tosses Scripps back in the ring. Scripps hits a kick to Lee and knocks him off the top rope. The ghost flying to take him down, then gets him back in the ring. He sends to the top rope and hits a frog splash cross body hybrid, but Lee hits him with a pair of back elbows and an insecurity. Falls with a tornado DT, rocks with a knee to his jaw and a Spanish fly. As the Phoenix music gets to make way down to the ring, they begin brawling OTM on the floor as injury and Russo goes flying for the bottom rope with a toe by Suicida. They take out Jada Parker back in the ring. Dragon Lee hits Operation Dragon, or if you're a New Japan fan, Destino from Tizia Naito for the win at 5 minutes and 32 seconds. Fun match. I just want a 6 out of 10. Then after the match, North American champ Obafemi, who's watching the match from the Ravens Nest, informs Lee that he decides to sit this match for the North American title at Vengeance Day. Then backstage, Idris and Obafemi play reflect on her loss against Trick Williams, Kamari Hayes. But Brandley Reese appeared to give him a pep talk. Then Reese then chops an elephant in the chest for a small strange reason. Then we go to the locker room where Tay and Baxter spoke with Wilson and Fakaria. But Fakaria told her that this is not going to work because she needs to focus on Roxanne Perez. Excuse me. Then we go to Blair Davenport versus Carmen Petrovic. Carmen hits a pair of kicks to Davenport's thigh before Davenport responds to a knee to Petrovic's midsection. And a double stomp towards spine up the middle of the whips her in the corner and lands a backbreaker. Petrovic fires more kicks on Davenport's thigh to hits her to. Hits a kick to the side of her neck. Looks for another kick, but Davenport avoids and drop kicks her in the corner. Falls with a falcon arrow and then nails her with the Kamagoye for the win at 3 minutes and 13 seconds. <clears throat> this was this was fine. It was just there for me. Honestly, 4 out of 10. Backstage, Kelly could get interviews with Holland where Holland calls out Gals to a match. Then we go to our main event match of the show, Trick Williams versus Josh Briggs. Uh, match starts with a lot for Briggs. The body's in an elbow drop Trick Williams and hits a pair of elbows. Williams hits a pair of right hands and a draw kick, then falls a pair of body slams before Briggs kicks with a boot and a choke slam as we go to commercial break. After the break, Briggs sends Trick crash in the mat and draw kicks to his spine before Trick responds with several rights and left hands and hits a pair of kicks on flapjack. Briggs sends Williams crash in the mat and hits a stadium splash before the action spills to the outside and Briggs actually hits a boot on Eli Dragunov. Trick climbs the top rope and Eli looks at interval Carmel. He's peers the rings up to prevent from doing so, allowing Trick to roll up Briggs for the win. At seven minutes and thirty-eight seconds, <clears throat> but maybe even six out of ten for me. Then after the match, Brick six turns Williams inside with a clothesline and hits to the back. As Ilya is being held up by officials, as Trick shoves Carmelo frustration. Do you see Jason Gene Thee Hill were speaking back to for Alexis King's off try to offer a short to Crown before Riley Osborne joins and told King to leave. Then we get a field package highlight no catch quarter crew. Then after commercial break, we see Car the Trick Melo gain arguing with each other backstage about Elias' intentions. Carmel hates his trick as Carmel asked Trick when he'll see what Elias playing mind games with it and it storms off. Then it was time for our main event segment, the contract sign for the women's top match at Vengeance Day. Ava introduces both ladies. It rocks and prices both her and woman shame while Figueres back to each other and says she thinks this is a state and door match nine weeks early. Laria says she feels as though they've been on similar attractions over the past year, and since the day Perez won the women's title was the day, same day she debuted. 
Brock senses Fakira has had an incredible first year in its champion in the best women's division all WWE. And while everyone has seen Fakira, she had to jump through every hurdle to chase a title she never lost. She says she finally gets her one-on-one title rematch, and when she wins, everything she went through will be worth it. She says Fakira will have to travel the world press did once she lost it. Fakira says she's seen the journey Brock has been on, and while she had a great title run, she replaced her at the top of the women's division. She says she knows press bring more edgy version of herself, and she needs her to do that. Valkyria tells Roxanne the last year will mean nothing once she retains the woman's title. Roxanne says she was confident as Valkyria when she had the woman's title. And the real question will begin when she loses. She says some days will fans will be with her while other days will boo her. She questions if Valkyria can handle that and asks if she will rebuild, will blah, blah, rebuild herself. Valkyria gets defensive. She should have been mentally and physically tougher than Roxanne as the guitar's face. Ava break things up and it was time to sign the contract. Valkyria does sell first and then Roxanne follows. They stare each other down and shake hands. Valkyria holds her woman's salt high and leaves as Tam Paxley comes from under the contract signing table and puts her through it with a spine buster. Valkyria slides back in the ring and Tatum hugs her, but Valkyria pushes her off and asks what the hell she was doing. Tatum apologized profusely and explains she was doing what she thought Valkyria wanted to. The closeout this week's NXT. Overall, this was a mixed bag episode for me. Um... Overall, the wrestling didn't really hit for me. Uh, the only match I recommend checking out was the opening match, the uh, semifinal match of the Dexter Rose Tag Team Classic. That's really the only match you need to go. Everything else is kind of skippable, honestly. If I had to pick another match, I'm going to mention would be Dragon Lee for scripts, but that's pretty much it. Um, overall score, I'm going to give this one a 6 out of 10 for me. So next week's NXT, we have the se- the other semifinal match of the Dust Rose Tag Team Classic. L.W. Rose, Crows to Atone, Joaquin Walfers coming out of Chick Williams. Norman Darden is here to come tell us Juan Wagner. And Electra Lopez for his Lola Vice. And five matches made so- uh, for Finch Day on February 4th. Lola Fakir defends the Winsong against Roxanne Perez. Like I said, the finals of the Dust Rose Tag Team Classic. Braun Breaker Baron Corfers to win the LWO Trick Mel game match. Electra defends the NXT Tellers Trick Williams. Oba Femi defends the North American Tellers Dragon Lee. And six-person tag match of the family versus OTM. But OTM will be represented by Lucy and Price, Bronco Nima, and Jada Parker. So that was NXT. And now we'll go to the Wednesday, January 24 shows as we kick it off with AEW Dynamite. As we kick it off with Heyman and Page defeating Pentagon Jr. at 13 minutes and 45 seconds to beat Buckshot Lariat. Warlow defeating Trimper at 8 minutes and 3 seconds via last ride. Swear Strike going to be Jeff Hardy 13 minutes and 58 seconds via uh, Swear Stomp. Uh, Thunder Rose defeating Red Velvet 7 minutes and 10 seconds via Tijuana Bomb. For the trio styles, Billy Gunn, the acclaimed Anthony Bunt, Master Caster, retains over the local embassy. Bishop Khan, Brian Cage, totally at 8 minutes and 59 seconds via Mic Drop on Bishop Khan. And the main event, Alan Copeland defeating Minoru Suzuki 9 minutes and 26 seconds via uh, Kill Switch. That was AEW. Then we go over to 10 New Projects, Still Revolution, Volume 9. We can go with the International Junior Way Tag Team, Hidayano, Rama, Tsutayama, at 12 minutes, 22 seconds, for Kelton White Hope. And Tag Team Match, Inoki Densaki and Yusuke Kadama, defeating Koji Yamato and Koge Awasaki, at 14 minutes, 53 seconds, for Implant. 8 minutes, Tag Team Match, we have Gina. Masuki Kono, Yuji Ino, and Kamarashi versus Hikari Saito, Jun, Masakawa, Misuki Watse, and Takara Nikki entered 30 minute title of a draw. Non title two out of three falls match. Six minute tag champs to Hashimaru's Daiji and Kazuki. Oh, uh, Hayoshi Kamatani to be Kohei Saito, Sushi, and Kentaro Naso at 11 to 44 seconds via Battle of Sushi. And 
if the champs did a clean sweep of two nothing. Excuse me, in the main for the international junior weight title champion UMS Smosu retained to work Kano at 20 minutes and 34 seconds by Smith via crossface for that 10 year project. Then over to New Japan Pro Wrestling's new road to a new beginning, Osaka night number three. As we kick it all with, by the way, we're in Cork and Hall for the second night in a row. Pre show match, we had Soma, Kato, and Bone Oleg defeating Katsu, Mashima, and Toriyama in tight dimension at 6 minutes and 24 seconds via uh, Kamikaze on Mirashima. So the actual show starts with Sack Saber Jr. defeating Tiger Mask 4 at 6.5 minutes by submission via uh, double armbar. 6 minute tight dimension, we have Bull Cup defeating Grail's Destiny, one half of the strong Opoi Nazi Jr. defeating Tag Champs Hikaleo and Jado. Tino reverse getting Gucci 6 minutes 17 seconds via roll up on Jado. Eight man tag team match. We had House of Torture defeating Junior Witch and El Desperado, Tomataga, Tokbohama, and Yo at 10 minutes and 53 seconds for Everything's Evil on Hama. Ten man tag team match. We had uh, Bulka Wardogs defeating United Empire at 6 minutes and 15 seconds for No Chaser on Akira. Six man tag team match. We had LIJs, Shingo Nakagi, Yoshizuji, Bushi defeating Just Five Guys, Takamanji Noku, Yoyomore, and Taiji at 10 minutes and 2 seconds via Powerbomb on Mechinoku. Tag team match. Just Five Guys, Sanan Doki defeating. LAJ's IWGB World Champion and Hiromu Takahashi at 9 minutes and 18 seconds via Jorge Rivera Special and Hiromu Takahashi. Similar main event for the number overweight six man tag team titles, the champions Thomas Jim, Hiroshi Tanahashi, and Chaos, Kazuchika Oka, and Tomo Ishii. Defeating team to case Mikey Nichols, Shane Hayes, and Kusui Fujita at 22 minutes and 15 seconds via Rainmaker on Fujita. And the main event, Shudo Umino defeating Ren Narita at 33 minutes and 45 seconds via Deathfire. Via Death Rider. Honestly, my only complaint with this match, besides the interference, that this match did not need to go 33. This should have been like 20 minutes, honestly, at the most. Maybe 25, but that's it. But yeah, that was my only complaint from that main event. But that was New Japan Pro Wrestling. Now we'll move over to the Thursday, January 25th shows as we kick it off with WWE's main event. Opening match, Chelsea Green to beat Gigi Dolan 5 minutes and 10 seconds. And Bruce Creed to beat Miles Bourne 7 minutes and 34 seconds. That was the main event. Then we go to TNA Impact. We kick it over with one half of the TNA World Tag Team Champions, Chris Bay. Defeating Kevin Knight at 6 minutes and 49 seconds Art of Finesse. Tenta Action, Dirty Dongle, and Ole Prudis defeating Damian Drake and Dante King in bit of 42 via Showstopper. For the knockout to rematch from Hard to Kill, Jordan Grace retains over Trinity 7 minutes and 39 seconds via Roll-Up. Nick Nimitz defeating Sakura went to 7 to 32 seconds via Danger Zone. That's his new name of the six egg. Tenth match at Kira Kelly Muscle Image of MK Ultra defeating Dean Luna and Jody Threat 3 minutes and 34 seconds via Double Team. And the main event, Kusushko Ka and the Morris State Machine Guns, X Division Champion Chris Haven and Alex Shelley defeating the system. TNA World Chain Moose, Eddie Edwards and Brian Myers 12 minutes and 31 seconds via Shell Shock on Brian Myers. So that's TNA. Then we go to Actress Girls. Uh, act wrestling step number 31. As we kick it off with tag match, AWG team, Mariah and Nasa Shosoki defeat Update Plus, Konami and Sakura Mitsushima at 12 minutes and 60 seconds, Mugen Jokoku. Tag match, Arena Yamakana and Koyoku defeat Maiku Ono and Reason at 11 and 6 seconds, defeat Amethyst Butterfly Suplex. Code a wide V Alan Simmons for three seconds via a roll up. Three on two handicap match. Bulldozer Takori, Catmask Calgo, and Chica Goto to be Ben Hero, Shahara, Natsumi, so and Natsumi Somakawa, and Timothy Six via Schoolboy. 
in the main event in a tag team twenty tag team hardcore twenty four seconds and twenty minutes and twenty four second minute R one match. Jazu Kara and Amara defeat Tempins as she met Imasa Matsu six to five at twenty minutes and twenty four seconds. So it's Etrus Girls. Then we go over to Ring of Honor, uh, episode forty eight. As we go fifteen matches on the show, and honestly, this show did not need. Uh, 15 matches, honestly. But the Ted Dash of the Righteous Dutch of Visby and now Kamaru Jackson. Another Rose Fiend Lady Luck. Second night to be Aaron Solo. Tight to match in Cole Carr and Griff Garrison to be Spanish Nows Projects in Helgo San Pentago. Tight to match in Blake Christian Billy Matt to be Outrouse True Madam to Floyd. Six for one tight to match with Monte, Leo Grand Tyler Falker to be Kira Hogan, Lady Frost, and Trisha Dora. Six man tight to match with Infrared, Kari Brown, Sean Dean, along with Lee Johnson. Defeating Arm Savage, Jack James, and Brodom Bronson. Riff Evans v. Harry Leckless, Billy Stars v. Toothy Lane, Ethan Page v. Cody Lane, Avedon v. Rob Renegade, Jack Carver v. John Cruz, Ashton Dry v. Anthony Henry, Fail Forward match, Rocky Merrill v. Josh Woods, JD Drake and Slam J, and the main and a program program match, Ring World World Championships, Unspeed Kingdom, Matt Taven and Mike Bennett v. Gravity and Grand Gay Loco. So that was Ring of Honor. And the close of this week's show, we will go over to Wrestling Revolvers, Mox versus Gringo. Kick it all with Muscle Match v. Jake Something. Ace Austin defeating uh, Palmer, Fatal Subway match, Brent Oakley and Casey Jacobs, The Pledge, Marry, Warhorse, Rich Ron, and Damian Chambers. Last minute stay match, JG Dunn defeating Sammy Callian. In a street fight, Steve McElvey and Mitch Warner. For the ring, or sorry, for the world tag team titles, field four match, Grizzle Young veterans, Zach Gibson, James Strick defeating second gear crews, one commoners, Matthew Justice. The Rascals, Trey Miguel, and Sacker Wentz in the Champions Red, Ricky Sheen Page, and Alice Colin. And semi a winner takes all two out of three falls match for the Revolver World Title and the Remix title. Alex Shelley, who is the Remix champion, retains his title, but wins the Revolver World Title away from Jake Chris two to one. So he's now the Revolver World Champion and Remix champion. In the main event, John Moxley defeating Grant Gay Loco. So that was Wrestling Revolver. And that's the show for this week, guys. I'm your host, Ethan Black. I'll be back on Sunday. The title of the show is from Friday for Sunday. Have a good weekend and stay safe.